Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. With me once again are Matthew Page and the Soul Cal Seahawk, Rob English. How are you doing, guys? Doing all right. Doing okay. What do you mean, guys? are doing okay. Over from that, uh, from that, from that Seahawks game, though. Hung over. Hung over. Yeah. That was first of all. The game was at 10 a.m. Did you just keep drinking? Uh, constantly from then i think i think i think i started drinking after the game yeah or at least about the third quarter so <laughs> i don't it think was, i'm all right you think you think we're all right it, it was it was very sad and i'm um uh i said on my podcast i'm i'm officially one of one of the converted um you know i, I was I was very apolog- apologetic for the Seahawks on this, de- this whole this whole defensive fiasco, but um, no longer. Uh, something needs to happen. I'm, Mis- I'm, I'm pretty torn up about the whole thing. Mr. English, uh, two things. One, I'd love you to tell everybody what your podcast is and where they can find it. Two, my fifth bullet point was to make fun of you because I listened to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of taking the wind out of my sails. But which, what, what's the name of your podcast and where can people find you? Uh, my podcast is uh, Short Yardage with the SoCal Seahawk Robert English. And it can be found on uh, Spotify, Podbean, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, and, uh, and, or, or just on Seattle Sports Union. Uh, check the links there. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Back to the, back to the shoe, back to the shoe, I guess here after back, that. Back to, uh, and how you were wrong. You go, go on. <laughs> yeah. Back to how you were wrong. Cause, Cause I remember, I remember, I remember, you know, I, I was, I was yelled at for being a naysayer. We're going to lose. I believe I, yeah, I believe you actually got closest to the pin on the final score because you said 41 to like 35 or something like that. And it turned out to be 44 to 34. Yeah, I was, I was close. I, I, but even watching it in real life, though, I was like, oh, God, no, I can't stomach this. <laughs> it was definitely hard to stomach. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, at any moment, I was thinking, okay, any moment now, the bleeding is going to stop. And it, it just didn't. It, it, we just hemorrhaged for, for, for four quarters. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was mind blowing. I mean, if you, if you wanted to, you could almost admire it. <laughs> <laughs> as perfect as perfect awfulness yeah you know it, seriously like it was like wow this is this is so inept this, this is this is such just you know just absolute you know just failure i mean you could almost you know just sit back and just and just watch it and be like wow this i mean this i mean literally historical i mean like this is this is, this is one for the book like it takes a certain amount of talent to be this bad, you know. <laughs> you have to try to be this bad. You can't just yeah. sh- like you can't just show up with NFL NFL caliber players. Let's just say average NFL players, the most average team. Yeah. You, you can't just show up with an average team and be this bad. You can't be the Jets and be this bad because the Seahawks are the worst defense in the NFL. Well. True. Just throwing They're not average. They're way below average. Well, they're doing something that isn't preventing the most yardage in NFL history. And they're right. doing something. Uh, I mean, they're ahead of us on scoring defense. We're at something like 31 per game, and they're at like 26. So they're doing something better than we are defensively. <laughs> Uh, maybe they're just not. Maybe they have an easier schedule than. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible too. 
All right, guys. No, I, I was sitting there on Sunday morning with my friend Brandon uh, and Steve, my friends Brandon and Steve. And just, I got to this, do you guys ever get to this point in watching a game where I'm not going to turn it off, but I can't say I'm enjoying this. And I can't even say that I'm enjoying being angry. I just stopped caring. And every time something happened, the three of us in unison would say, of course they did. So when the announcers are like, that's another first down, of course it is. That's another penalty by the Seahawks. Of course it is. You know, it just, it was, it, it was giving up. It was like, it's like how I feel after 20 years of the Mariners. Only this has only been eight games of the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of felt that way. It was, it was just, you know, it was just one of those games and, and I feel like the Seahawks have been, you know, we, that, that's been our MO, you know, every season, even when we're winning, when we're, you know, when we're, you know, when we're good, you know, not that we're not good right now, but, you know, previous seasons, they, we get into a, a bit of a funk, it seems, at some point in the season. And it just like, it all, it just falls off the rails. And typically speaking, we get it right. Yeah. You know, the ship gets righted at some point. But when you're in it, it feels like it's never going to end. Yeah, I can't say I can't say I've ever experienced this with any Seahawks team. Heck, even like, and I'm not the world's greatest athlete. Heck, I'm not even a Sean Figgins level athlete, which is terrible. Um, I am just a mediocre softball player. I'm a mediocre. I was a mediocre wrestler in high school. Mediocre basketball player, and you know when you lose there's like other players on your team better that make sure you don't lose as bad as what I witnessed on Sunday and in previous Seahawks games, you know, it's just, there's a mercy rule in softball. You know, they can only score nine runs against you. That's the worst that can happen. And in wrestling, if you get pinned in, you know, 20 seconds, all right, you're done. You get to go home and have ice cream. So watching this is like, no, they're just going to keep, the Bills are just going to keep running the same damn play over and over again, and we just have to sit there and take it for three hours. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I have to give you a dose of. We 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 have to take a back step back for just a moment though and realize, you know, first of all, we were due for one of these games. Eventually, you're going to have a bad game where things don't click. Second of all, we only lost by ten. It wasn't like it was, you know, fifty-five to zero. Like um, it. So it wasn't like total embarrassment. It there was a, it was a comedy of errors. There was a lot a lot of you know what two interceptions and and two fumbles by Mister Mister Wilson. I think it was you know he had been due. He hadn't had a bad game in like four years, so it was time. Uh, you know, it, it just it's it it was one of those games where it's like no one was really in sync. It was seventy five degrees in Buffalo in November. <laughs> I mean, right there, that's that's a little off top, you know wrong um you know so maybe maybe we maybe this is our bad game for the year we're getting out of the way we're gonna add some people down going down the stretch now that are gonna help us out we're gonna get more people back who are healthy we're gonna get we're gonna get better maybe this was just us going okay let's shake out all our bad stuff now all our bad voodoo all our you know all the mistakes let's get rid of them now i realize you're trying i, I realize you're trying to look at the bright I, side of it oh sorry go ahead rob <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm probably just gonna say what you're gonna say. I, 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 I wish that was the case, but I, I can't 
I can't sign on for that because we said the same thing against um, against Minnesota. You know, we said the same thing against uh, Arizona. And frankly, we said the same thing against San Francisco. You know, and, and, and you know, we, we, it was that this was a bag. This, this is the game that was the wake up call. This is the game that's going to snap us out of it. It's because we've been bad every week. And, you know, um, uh, you know, defensively speaking, um, you know, and, and it was, that was that was the, the narrative each time. Oh, well, this is the game that we needed to, 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 you know, to kick us in the butt, to get us in gear. And this time was just the worst of all of those. Um, you know, and, and we were not able to overcome it with letting Russell cook and, um, and, or letting Russ cook. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say it right. You gotta, you can't, I can't, I gotta, you gotta say it right with a trademark. That's like trademark. That, yeah. Right? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what I, I, I mentioned in my podcast, you know, what, what, uh, I blame the defense for Russell's, you know, oh, and just to, to piggyback on what was said earlier, you know, this is not Russell's, you know, first bad game either. He threw three picks earlier this season. But what I was going to say was um, uh, the, it's the defense's fault, I believe, that Russell is having, I mean, is, is literally throwing himself out of the MVP conversation, if you ask me. Um, it, 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 but it's not Russell's fault per se. I think it's, 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 you know, all this let Russ cook, yada, 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 you know, then kind of taking on this, this uh, this new direction with the Seattle offense, which I love because it's it, you know it's voting it's voted well for us so far, but with the defense being so bad, I feel like it's forcing Russell to have to press in situations where maybe he wouldn't, and I think that that's you know that's only going to eventually you know uh, work out to have games like we did on Sunday morning. I mean, two interceptions and two fumbles. That last fumble where he took, I mean, he just got creamed off the right off the uh, offensive right side from, um, I can't remember that, that the linebacker's name that hit him and took the ball in the process. I mean, that that kind of stuff is going to happen, you know. Um, you know, if, if we can't, if, if Russell doesn't have some defense to fall back on, Russell should not have to go make magic every single time he steps on the field. That's fair. We were down seventeen and nothing, right off the bat, like before my waffle even even was ready. For breakfast i sit down with my waffle blueberries and real maple syrup and and no we're down 17 nothing how am i supposed to enjoy my waffles matt when we're down 17 nothing i don't know i mean the way this game went i'm more interested in hearing about your waffles <laughs> i mean that, 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 that's how bad it was i was watching it going okay i really don't why did i get up early to watch this <laughs> if we could then, you know, if we, technically get up I rolled over, turned on the TV. <laughs> That's it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, all I, all I do is, I mean, I'll, you know, I, I think it's hilarious that last week I was the naysayer, and this week I'm trying to find the positivity. <laughs> but, uh, well, no, okay, I'm, well, I'm let's still, so let's look at the positivity. No, think, let let's well, do that. Well, let's, I still think we're going to finish thirteen and three. Is what I'm saying. I still think we are we are a good team. I still think. That yes, our defense catastrophically blows right now. <laughs> well, let's look but, at the positivity. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's look at the positivity. Seven okay. sacks has got to mean something, right? Theoretically, yes, but not really. I mean, did it stop them? I mean, we, the other thing you got to realize, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is an underrated quarterback. Josh Allen is he's he's a slightly less talented. Russell Wilson, in that he's over and stuck in obscurity, I mean, in the in, in, up in Buffalo, where no one wants to watch that team, 
and and yeah, he doesn't win as much as Russell did, but uh, he's he's a he's a very good young quarterback. He has really developed really really well, and we you know we underestimated him consistently. He threw for four hundred and fifteen yards and three touchdowns, and on top of that. I mean, he took off running a couple times. So, I mean, and he ran for a touchdown. So, you know, we we were underestimating him. He's very good. That You know, losing to him is not – there's no shame in that. But we shouldn't have lost as pathetically as we did. I don't know. I don't think I you don't, answered the question. I don't have any answers. That's the problem. I really don't. <laughs> well, no, my question I, was, does seven sacks count for anything? Is that no. – is there anything – okay, all right. Rob, what well, do you think? I, I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> yes and no, right? <laughs> <laughs> typically, <laughs> typically is, is, I realize now it's a much harder question to answer than I thought when I was thinking about it. But um, no, typically seven sacks certainly would count for something. Um, I mean, frankly, I thought that there was no quarterback in the NFL that could win a game after getting sacked seven times, other than Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 because he's done it, he's done it. Russell Wilson's one game after being sacked plenty of times. But um, uh, but you know, Josh Allen was able to do it. I don't think we underestimated Josh Allen at all. I I, I don't think this is a matter of of us underestimating anyone because every single quarterback, with the exception of Garoppolo, has has gassed us this this, this yeah. season. I, I don't I don't think this is I don't think this is an underestimate underestimate thing. This is this is an uh, underachieving. This is an ineptitude issue. And um, and I, I believe that this is going to be uh, unless some re- very stark changes happen, um, this is going to be the case throughout the season. I, I think um, I, I, what I'm hoping for is that we are able to make some sort of change, um, or we get some sort of better, or somebody you know snacks or or or, or um, uh, Dunlap or somebody just uh, is able to affect uh, just enough change. To where we can win this game offensively and just hold our own enough on defense to to, to do what we did to get us to six and two, uh, or, or frankly to, to you know to uh, to six and one, but because um, the two the, the, the second loss was uh, we I would like to write re, you know erase that from the history books, but um, <laughs> you know I want to strike that from memory, but. Um, yeah, this is just what it is. I don't think we're underestimating people. I just think we just can't stop them because we're just not good enough, at least not yet. Yeah, I, uh, I wanna, there are definitely... I toss out, good. Sorry, I want to toss out a real quick trivia point. There is one other quarterback that can win a game with seven seven sacks against him, and he was the Seahawks. Seahawk. Name that Seahawk. Uh, that would be David Craig, uh, who eluded the eighth sack from uh, Derek Thomas in a, what was it, 1988 game? 1990. 1990 game. And he hit former UW Husky Paul Scancy in the corner of the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, the Hail Mary, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there was one other quarterback. Uh, No, what you brought up is very fascinating. The seven sacks, it would be safe to say that should win you a game. But the problem, the problem here is they came when it didn't matter. When that, that it didn't matter. It would come on a first down, and then we just allow the third down conversion. You know, third and long, we just allow it. And it's, it's like, well, okay, fine. <laughs> Big deal that we got a sack. We did get seven, though. Right. We, yeah. And, and, and that was a, 
Right. It, it, but typically speaking, you know, when your defense is not what our defense is right now, even if you get a sack on first down, you've set the offense back, you know, they're, they're behind the six now, and, and you've made that series, you know, far more difficult. If you get a, if you, if you sack the quarterback and if you lose anywhere between, I mean, what, between three and seven yards on first down, if you're, if you're five yards behind the six, you know, on, on second and third down, you're expecting to get off the field on defense, you know, in that series, typically speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we weren't, and, you know, we weren't able to do that because, like you said, you know, we get the sack, great, but then second and third, at some point on second or third down, you know, he's going to hit, hit somebody across the middle just with just wide open or a comeback route on the outside, just wide open like there was no – like they're just watching from the stands. And it was – I mean, the worst one was when I actually allowed myself – and I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but – uh, when I actually allowed myself to get a glimmer of hope because, you know, um, I, I want to say, you know, uh, earlier, um, uh, Matt, you mentioned that we only lost by 10, but, you know, we lost by 10, but we got our butts kicked. That 10-point spread uh, does not at all represent how, how that game went, kind of like the 49er game, but they, we won by 10, but the, the – There's much more, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we, 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 we kind of we, – we handled the Niners, even though we only won by 10. Same situation here. But when there was a glimmer of hope, when we actually got to the point where, like, hey, we might be able to pull something here. Was, that, was, was that when we went 20, we, we, we got it to 20 to 27? Because that's when I, I got my glimmer of hope. This, so this, this, was, no, this was later in the game. Okay. This is in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, um, where I think we were still down two scores, but another score, we probably would have had to go for an onside kick or whatever, but, but there was hope. And on third and 16, they throw that screen pass to the wide receiver, oh. and he takes it and gets the first down. And I was like, I mean, come on. That was, I think it was, um, was it Dunbar? I think it was Dunbar who was playing 15 yards off of the guy, and there was no help in the middle. And, and, and um, or was it Flower? I, I'm not sure who it was, but it was, um, you it know. It was on, on the, the right third, side, so that would have been, or left side. So, yeah, that was Dunbar. It, that was Dunbar. Yeah, right. So, you know, I mean, it was third and 16. I mean, when are you ever going to – you don't ever assume you're going to give up a third and 16. I don't care who you're playing against. You know, you don't ever assume you're going to give up third and 16. Right. And if it was clean pass, for goodness sake. I mean, they're just probably, you know, get a few yards before you have to give the ball back, you know. And the guy takes it for 20-something yards, I believe it was. And it was just like, come on. Like like you said earlier, of course that would happen. You know what I mean? Right, right when there's, there's, well, a, there's a shot. What's, there isn't. What's frustrating about that, that play, and I do remember that one vividly, is that I would have thought, okay, you just put five guys, six, uh, you know, right at the first down marker. Anything in front of you, you five guys go tackle it. You know, um, and it just seemed like I saw two offensive linemen on that screenplay running smack dab up the field, and I'm like, where's the defenders? There's nobody in the middle. Where are they? You know, you should have five guys swarming on three guys, and it should work. And I don't see anybody even on my television screen. Yeah, it looked to me like they stacked the box and they were going after the quarterback. I think we uh, we we lived and 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 eventually died by the blitz on Sunday morning. Um, you know, I think I think we mentioned uh, last week. You know about. Uh, letting Bobby Wagner blitz a whole lot more and everything, and I, I think I mentioned, you know, but the problem is there's only one Bobby Wagner, and if you if you send him, there's nobody in the back. Well, yeah. well, we sent everybody it seemed all day long, and we didn't get home. Well, I guess that's not true. We did get home, but just not really when it counted the most. 
Um, and the times where we didn't get home, you know, we we gave up we gave up uh, a lot of big plays, in, including that one. Because if I'm not mistaken, that we we had the box stacked on that uh, going after the quarterback. He got rid of that ball on that on that uh, screen, and there was nobody out here to save him to, to get him to save us until you know 20 yards down the field. So, um, yeah, it was you know, and that kind of you know moves me to the whole okay. Now is that scheme? Is that is that philosophy is that coaching because I mean if you would have called a different play you probably stopped the guy from getting 16 yards on on third and, and third and 16 I mean you you, you got to be able to stop third and 16 that seemed like a poor play call and again you know yeah. I'm, I'm leaning toward you know maybe there has to be a change made this is and this is probably me growing up with a basketball mentality but when I saw in that third quarter they were just basically picking on uh, Quentin Dunbar, who whose knee I guess gave out him. We found out later his knee gave out on him halfway through the game, and they just kept picking on him and kept picking on him. And I'm like, call a timeout and put anybody else in. You know, right. that's what you do in basketball. If you if somebody's getting picked on, you you timeout. I don't care if we have to save them all to the end. You got to put somebody else in. You can't just let you can't just let you know some guy take it to the rack every single time because you got a bad matchup and we had a bad matchup and they took advantage of it. And I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I was getting really frustrated and I think that's coaching. Well, I think it's also a matter of, of the scheme. You know, they've been, we've been ripping them nonstop because run defense, run defense, run defense, run defense, run defense, run defense. We don't have nobody on that defensive line. We have nobody on the defensive line. That's been our mantra and it's been accurate. And except for the last like two games, and the reason why is because they've changed, and that's why Bobby Wagner's up there blitzing, and we've done a lot more blitzing and putting more people in the box, and it, it's worked. I mean, they only rushed for thirty-four yards against us, but they also threw for four hundred and fifteen yards against us. So it's a matter of we we you know we we're trying to trying to stop the bleeding in one area, but we've sabotaged ourselves in the other, and I. I I think we need to step back and we need to go back to, you know, what we were doing in the beginning of the year and, and get our, because when everybody in our secondary is healthy, I think we have the best secondary in the, in the league. I really do. And, and they need to be where they are. And I think our, I think our, our linebackers are top notch. Our line is the problem. That is the problem. That is true. I disagree with but you, we're Matt. About to add a, I disagree with you, Matt. We're about to add a 400 pound we just, guy in the middle. That'll okay. Help. That's fine. But we added Jamal Adams, got more sacks, but I don't know about you guys. I didn't think Jamal Adams looked very good in pass defense. No, he didn't. As a matter of fact, I believe I saw um, um, an article that said that he graded, um, like, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was shockingly low in coverage, actually, um, uh, in on Sunday, on Sunday morning. Uh, he was very poor in coverage in that game. Um, I don't know if maybe he just gotta he's gotta shake out the cobwebs or just get back into uh, you know football rhythm or or something like that. But um, I can't quite remember where I saw it. But yeah, he he actually graded very poorly. Um, and and also I think you know um, the the running the running defense the run defense effectiveness I think is skewed here. I mean, the, Buffalo didn't have a bad day running the ball because we stopped them. They had a bad day running the ball because they didn't run the ball. Yeah. They, they just, just chose not to run the ball. They went out there and threw the ball over and over and over and over again. And then, they, you know, they ended up, yeah, rushing for less than two yards of carry as a team. But who cares, <laughs> right? I mean, 
like that doesn't that it wasn't because we stopped them. It's because they just chose not to do it. Um, you know, and and I, I, I was a reaction. I, uh, that's what I would say. I think it's a reaction to our scheme. You know. Well, they yeah, are, okay. Like, then we got our coach. I think I think it's a reaction to our season, and and I mean, I think it's <laughs> yeah. Thing that, okay, Seattle can't stop the pass, so let's just throw the ball. Like, why right. why bother with doing this thing that they may or may not be able to stop when we know that they just simply cannot stop the pass? So let's just go throw the ball. Wait for them to stop this thing that they have shown that they can't stop. Let's wait for them to stop that first, and then we'll go back to trying trying to you know get balanced or run do the other thing. And I, th- I think it's, it's real simple math at this point against our defense. Matt, you're the Oregon Duck. When when's Ugo Mati coming back? Because we need some, we need some. Well, we will. He'll be back soon. Don't worry, because he's got magic, you know, organ healing powers. But the uh, <laughs> steroids. The, no, the guy. The guy I'm looking forward most is next week. We got coming up this next week. We got we got snacks. We can add to the middle of the of the, of the defensive line. And that's I, I don't a remember big, a big body. I don't remember him. Need. I don't remember him at Denver making an impact in the past game. That's the thing. He's not a pass game impactor. He's a he's a running thing. I think if we if we if we use that, I think I'm done with Ken Norton. I think that's the bottom line. Of what I'm really saying. I don't, I don't I don't think I Ken Norton is frustrating me because he's he's not addressing the problems that I think need to be addressed. And and uh, and I think uh, I think what you need to do is you need to go back to what makes what we, what we normally do. Let the secondary be the secondary. Uh, yeah, bring Jamal Adams into blitz every once in a while, but still get him back out there in coverage and helping him need be. I think he was still shaking off cobwebs um, and from an injury. I think he'll be back just fine once he gets up to speed. And uh, I'm not worried about him. And it's just a matter of we throw that throw that big body on the defensive line. And if teams can run against us, then teams can run against us. At least, at least shift our priorities back to fixing the pass game because these when these guys are gashing us for 20, 30 yards every single time they throw the ball, it's really hard to watch. Yeah, but I don't know, I mean, what, I, I don't know what you're I'd talking rather, about, though. I'd rather, see, Matt, I'd rather see someone run for five yards a carry against us but, than see someone throw average 10 but, yards a but throw. Putting, but putting Harrison out there doesn't – he's a run stopper. It doesn't matter yeah. if we have him out there. Well, that, but no, but he, he'll take pressure off of the fact that we have to move Bobby Wagner up to help stop the run. Well, he'll, he'll be able to help a little bit more with the coverage in the middle of the field. He'll be able to move around a little more. We'll be, okay. it, it, it helps. It, it takes the pressure off and allows other guys to do what they usually do. And, and I don't know. I, at this point, I'm kind of done with Ken Norton. Could, I kind of bring back Dan Quinn. He's unemployed. No, you don't do that in the middle of the season. Um, but I, I, I do agree with you. I think maybe head's got a role and I think maybe it's Ken Norton and you just put whoever the number two is for defensive coordinator into the role. Just send a message to the team. Like, look, somebody's going to get fired. You can't fire all 11 defensive starters. <laughs> so why not? Uh, because then you don't have a team, Matt. Oh, okay. Would that make us worse than the Browns or equal to the Browns? <laughs> We're already worse than the Browns. Um, what do you guys oh. think about that? What do you guys oh. think about this? The tr- what do you guys think about this? Trey Flowers had his statistically best game in a year and a half. He had a sixty-five point one passer rating against, and uh, that's that's far below his his average for the last year and a half, which is one hundred and six passer rating against. 
Uh, he um, was due for a good game. The law of I, averages says eventually he was going to be good. I don't know. Go ahead, Rob. I, I didn't get to see. I didn't actually get to see how what his numbers bear, uh, bared out to be um, as far as um, you know uh, uh, targets and passes, defense, and everything like that. But um, I mean, if anything, I'd say maybe you know uh, he was you know a beneficiary of just you know them attacking Dunbar on the other side. You know, you know maybe he didn't have a lot of opportunities to get got because I mean because Flowers honestly he. He's he's had some good games, but he's left a lot to be desired for me uh, more often than not. I believe, uh, just in my opinion, um, you know. But I think they 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 learned that Dunbar was you know was uh, a lame duck in that game, and they and they just went after him all game long. So um, you know, I think that might have been part of part of the reason. But I mean, hey, a good a good day is a good day. Rob, are you on the fire Norton bandwagon, or are you uh, waiting to see? I really. I really, really, really hate to say it. I, I, you know, you guys know that this, this kind of talk for me is <laughs> not like me. It's not like me, but um, you know, it's it, it. I think so, and I, I like Ken Norton. I appreciated him so much as a player. I liked him as the linebacker coach um, because you know it seemed that we were so good with him at that spot when you know when we had um, uh, you know uh, Dan Quinn, and then even with Chris Richard. You know that that it always seems shored up back there, but um, you know, but uh, as as a defensive coordinator, it's just been bad. It's there's been there's been. Oh, sorry, my Apple Watch is. Uh, <laughs> your Apple Watch is um, your Apple Watch is saying, "Don't fire Ken Norton." <laughs> Do you realize who right. you are, Rob English? <laughs> you're, you're, so you're just saying it's 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 time for a change at this point. It's not going right. Something's going. It just continues to get worse. Yeah, I something's got to change. Yeah, at some point or another, I am I, I do accept the 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 old you know company adage of the NFL, which is it is a business, and 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 at some point, someone's gonna you know gonna have to lose. As Abe said, you can't you can't fire 11, 11 defensive starters. Yeah. Um. So the guy the guy who's leading them in is the one who's gonna have to make that change. And if and if and if uh, are going to have to be changed, and if you don't make that change, it's pretty soon it's going to have to start on, start falling on Pete Carroll, and I and I certainly don't want that. Um, well, he just know, got signed I mean, to a five year contract, so <laughs> he ain't true, going nowhere. True, but who are we going to start to point our <laughs> finger at? Right now, we're blaming we're blaming Ken Norton, but I mean, if, if Pete doesn't make some changes, you know, he's that he's going to start losing that support of the twelve. You know, and he's like, come on, Pete, yeah. do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, so. It, that, that's that's the other thing about it you know i mean Pete is a defensive coach um you know so we we, we expect uh you know defensive ineptitude should should be like a you know it should be burning hot in, uh, around around Pete Carroll's neck you know what i mean so right. um right. You know, so yeah i something needs to change honestly i wouldn't even be be too upset if we just if, if norton was just fired and then like you said whoever the incumbent was just came in I mean, because at least if we still played bad, there'd be a good reason for it. Exactly. And, and I, I, I don't like firing coaches in the middle of the season because essentially you got who you have, but, um, Matt, this, this is kind of like that whole thing about firing a batting coach in baseball. It's just, a, it's to shock the, the players, it, give them a little. Rattle their cage. Exactly. And like uh, Rob English was saying right just then, 
it's also to send the message that the defensive coach, defensive minded head coach, isn't going to put up with a bad defense, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and, and you got to realize, I mean, look at this roster. Look at that roster on defense. I mean, yeah, we're, we're lacking some people on the defensive line, but the amount of talent that's on that side of the ball, we shouldn't be by far the worst in the NFL. Well, that's what ba- that really baffles me. You have Diggs. If, if we were mediocre, Diggs. I'd be like, eh, okay. Oh, this if, sucks, these, but, if these were all know. rookies, I think I would totally be fine with this. Like, okay, yeah. we got a bunch of people we don't know what but but we got digs we have uh wagner kj Wright, reed you telling me that these these veterans don't know their assignments uh you know they better know their assignments they've all been pro bowlers you know so um so i I don't know maybe you got to send a message at this point i gotta i want to switch up gears here and just ask kind of from uh three thirty thousand foot level is this still a Super Bowl contending team? Because as of a couple of weeks ago, I think all of us, all three of us, were like, yeah, I can close my eyes. I can squint and see a Super Bowl team here. But now after this loss, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Matt. Um, okay, I'll go first. Yeah, uh, I hate to say it, but I don't see this team getting past what my opinion is the best team in the NFL right now, which is the Saints. I don't see us getting past them. So at the moment, the way our defense is playing, I, what will be like the fourth or fifth NFC championship game in a row for the Saints? Uh, (laughs) I think, I think that, I think they would win. I think they would, if we were to run into them in the championship game, I think we would lose. I don't think we'd make it to the the Super Bowl at this moment. The way we're playing right now, I don't believe we're a Super Bowl team. Mr. Soul Kelsey Hawk? Well, if if I let, let me let me split hairs a little bit. Um if if the question that we're asking is are we a contender? Um then I still say yes, we are a contender because I think if you make the playoffs, you're a Super Bowl contender. I don't care yeah. if you're a wild card team. Okay. If you make if you make the dance then you're a contender. Um, you know, so I would say yes. Now, you know, now what are our, <clears throat> excuse me, what are our, what are our, our uh, you know, what's our percentage, what's our probability for actually <laughs> getting there once we get to the dance? Um, that, that is trending downward at this point. Um, you know, we, we, I mean, it's, it, once you get there, you know, it's a whole new season. You think it's, it, it, it's going to, the weather's going to be different depending on where you're playing. You know, the offense hopefully is going to be uh, mostly healthy by that point. Russ will hopefully be able to cook. Um, maybe our running game is a little more, a little more, um, you know, has really makes an appearance by that point in the season because it really hasn't been there yet. Yes, healthy. Yeah. Right, right. You know, um, you know, so it, it, we're stronger on offense then than we are now. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a good, you know, conversation to be had about being able to go up against, uh, excuse me, uh, New Orleans and 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 winning a football game because what we have shown is that we can score with these teams. You know, all we need is just the the most minimalist effort from our defense, <laughs> and I think we can beat anybody. You know, even if it's, even if both teams put up forty, which you know, which nearly which nearly happened uh, on Sunday morning. You know, like hey. We're not going to we're not going to hold these teams to under to under twelve points. The way it's not going to happen, you know. But 
but the offense is good. The offense is prolific. The offense is still the best scoring offense in football. If we can keep that up, um, yes, we're a contender. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, we're trending downwards on the actual probability of getting there um, once we make the playoffs, um, unless we turn something around. Yeah, I, I, if I squint real hard, I do see a Super Bowl contender. But it's defense. You gotta hold the hold the other team under twenty eight points. Is that so hard to do? I'm not asking you to eat like twenty goldfish live, like just. <laughs> under 30 points because the offense is scoring uh, 34 points per game that, you know, it's, you just, as Madden would say, the, the, you usually win when you score more than the other team. That's all we need to do. Um, But, you know, I I don't think Matt, the saints are all that. I really don't. I, I, that was a great win against the Buccaneers, but they have flaws and obviously the Buccaneers have flaws. And I'm so happy that Antonio Brown is tearing that team apart. And that I'm just delighted. made me laugh and laugh. Oh, that was good. Well, um, these those dream teams never really work out. That's the reality of it. The you, politics get involved, the egos get involved, and bad things happen. You got to have role players. You definitely. Have I to never have. really, I never really expected the Buccaneers to be amazing. I, I don't expect them to go all the way. I don't expect them to get anywhere. The other team you have to watch out though for is in our in our in our side of the things are the Packers. We win in Lambo in the snow in December or not December, January. That's a good question. But I don't like their defense either. No, their defense is terrible too. They kind of suffer from the same they're kinda of us <laughs> a little bit with a less with less quality of receivers, but have way better <laughs> running backs. I don't know. It's, it's, it's they're kinda of, they're, they're kinda of similar to us in build. Very much. But yeah, but you know, I mean but, but you know, if they if they come out on top in terms of record in the regular season, and then we have to go to Lambeau Field in this, in in January. That you know, I know we don't have fans anymore, but still, I mean, you it's know, cold. in the snow. <laughs> All right, it's, let's. It's a difficult game. Let, let, let's let's look to next week. Let let's let's try to get back on the positivity train here, and let's take a look at uh, the game against the L.A. Rams. And by the way. Just going to say this right out there, that that idiot owner, Cronky of theirs, he wants to do different uniforms every year. This is not Oregon University. This is the NFL, people. Stop with your stupid new jerseys every year. Uh, you, you know why me. Oregon does that? It's because it frustrates you. That's why. Yeah, because you're stupid team with stupid colors and stupid mascot and anyway I think you're the point, <laughs> i'm not jealous your uniforms are the worst i mean even the seahawks green jersey that we who would we have that against minnesota like that that was a awful jersey but still not the worst that oregon ever put against us we're off track let's get back to the rams <laughs> um Put aside your hatred for Oregon for a moment. <laughs> the Rams, uh, we, we, we got to play them. And I got to tell you guys, Aaron Donald might be the best player in the NFL. Not saying not saying defensive player. I'm saying player in the NFL. What's he going to do to us, guys? Is he going to crush our offensive line? What do you think? Um. Well, first of all, let me say that, Abe, I got to tell you, you got to stop being such a stick in the mud about these uniforms. <laughs> it's the, not right. The uniforms are, are awesome. The, I, I, first of all, 
the combination green on no, blue for no. the stock is hot. First of all, and I love how Oregon has no, no. I love their their 2026 different combinations. I love it. Um, what's yeah, the next thing? Would, what's the next thing you're to say? What's the next thing you're to say? We, we, you went up to my mother rough. and punched her in the stomach. Like you, you're making me so <laughs> angry right now. We started doing it as recruiting to, to draw the 17 and 18 year olds. No one cares. Really liked it. No one cares. And we kept we kept doing it because Husky fans are just driven irrationally angry by it. Like, like we Abraham are talking is. Seahawks and Rams. Anyway, and Aaron Donald. Um, I I am not. I mean, I am. I'll, you're always worried about an Aaron Donald, right? I mean, I mean, please. I mean, the guy, the guy's everywhere. Um, you know, he's he, he's on your quarterback in a flash. Um, he's been doing it for years now against us. So he it, it, he he stands to make life difficult for us. Um, however. One, um, you know, uh, good thing this season um, has been the offensive line play. Um, you know, Russell uh, has had a lot more protection this year um, than in years past. Um, and so I think I like to believe that we would be able to avoid anything catastrophic, like a seven-sack day, <laughs> you know, like we got against uh, Buffalo. <laughs> right. Um uh, hopefully we don't give up seven sacks uh, uh, to uh, Aaron Donald and, and company. Um, the offensive line has played well. And I think that uh, I believe Aaron Donald, well, he's still going to get his cookies. You can't, you can't deny him. He's going to get a sack or two, maybe even three. Um, but uh, I think we're able to overcome that. And this is going to be your typical uh, Seahawks. Number one, your typical uh, division game between the Seahawks and the Rams. And then add on to that, compound that with, your typical Seahawks game this season, where a team, a team that, or especially, especially a quarterback who has been looking like, you know, mediocre or pedestrian or whatever, you know, um, you know, uh, middling word you want to use, uh, is going to look great against us because that's just what's been happening. Um, but I see us uh, uh, finding a way to um, come out on top. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I, Go ahead. I like I like the way you put. <laughs> You put it with it. He'll get his cookies. I, I like that. I just wanted to comment on that. I, 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 that's a good way of putting it. He'll get his cookies. Um, yeah, they, you know, I mean, the only – I have to agree completely. The, the offensive line play has been amazing this year in, in contrast to last, you know, years, uh, recent years. Uh, you know, I mean, the only – the sacks that I can imagine – Usually happens, you know, beginning towards the early early on in the games, and it's usually most of the time it's been because Russell just won't get rid of the ball. Yeah, uh, been more than a few. There's been more than a few times where it's like, okay, I've counted to ten, and he's still standing, still dancing around, and 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 okay, you've had now fifteen seconds, dude. Okay, now you got sacked. Okay, well you had fifteen seconds, and they tell you to, that you should be able to get rid of the ball under two and a half. So that wasn't the offensive line's fault right there, you know. Um, and that happens. That, that you know, he's he's he gets. It's like it's like a, it's like a symptom he has at the beginning of the game, like the first like two or three se- uh, series that they have the ball possessions. I mean, and then and then it seems like oh, throughout the game goes, he he seems to get rid of the ball quicker or whatever. Realize it, but um, yeah, he's gonna get sacked. But I, you know, Aaron Donald, he's he he's he's a force of nature. I agree, he is the best player in the NFL right now. Um, and there's only so much you can do to stop a guy like that. So, yeah, I was, I was trying to, I I was trying to figure out like, 
with Aaron Donald against our offensive line. Now keep in mind, Dwayne Brown pulled up hobbled, but Aaron Donald doesn't line up against Dwayne Brown. What I'm more concerned about um, is another guy who's hobbled, and that would be Ethan Posick. Uh, in that audio clip that accidentally came up, I was trying to check and make sure that Posick, uh, check on his concussion status. He still has a concussion, so he will not play center oh. on Sunday. Um, they so, have, so yeah, I'm, they have him listed as questionable on the injury report. Yeah. Uh, article I just pulled up with that audio pulled accidentally. It, okay. it says he's out for the game. So, Oops. you know, All right. <laughs> well, same with, uh, Eu and, and Brown are both questionable right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for an update. Yeah. I'm yeah. worried about the, I'm worried about Brown as well. And, uh, I do. Oh my gosh. Got to give, got to give some props to John Schneider for pulling in this Damian Lewis guy at right guard. He's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, but is is he going to be the one to slide over? Uh, no, we have B, uh, BJ. Fin- oh no, we oh god, we gave away BJ we Finney, didn't we? Was <laughs> a salary cap? Yeah. Whoops. Uh, uh, Matt, what are you doing? What are you doing Sunday? You want to play center? Um, <laughs> no, I really don't. I, I, you know, I'm I, I'm otherwise occupied, sitting on the couch watching the game. All you have to do is just stand <laughs> there while while Aaron Donald comes after you. <laughs> um, can I get his autograph? <laughs> I can see you standing there, uh, autograph, Mister. Uh, oh, you just sacked our quarterback. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but maybe, maybe now that he sacked him, and now is a, he's in a good mood. Now's a good time to ask. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. That the, I'm I'm freaking out, guys. I think that's going to be a huge problem. Uh, the other big problem is going to be Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup. I don't know. Well, if Cup can, is, is Cup still is Cup still questionable? Because he was. Uh, I looked him up. He, bef- might, he might be out too. No, I looked him up before the show. He's supposed to play. That and Look I have him, his participation in practice. Okay. That and I have him on fantasy football, so he better play because I put him in. Um, <laughs> Well, he's, I mean, he's their number one. As much as they like to talk about Robert Woods, he, Cup is really their number one. Yeah. Well, they also got and, t- Tyler Higby and, oh, who's that other tight end? Um, those are just names and words. It's all about <laughs> Cooper Cup. Right? True, true. But, um, I mean, are you guys Amati, worried? Are you guys? Was, by the way, Amadi was in full practice today. so That's good. That back. could be some help because, my God, we, we need something going on. And back at Oregon, he used to play cornerback, and I wonder – you know, if how hard is it for him to slot back into that position for Dunbar if Dunbar still got the knee issue? Because we'll because we'll- Woods Cup and Higby are going to tear us apart, man. <laughs> They're going to tear us apart. So it's it's Kyle Fuller who I guess is going to get the nod in in in, in the stead of um, Ethan Posick. Wait, who's that? Um, yeah, right. Well, he, fit, <laughs> he he missed the first. He missed the first two games of the season um, uh, on suspension for violating um, substance abuse. Um, so, oh, can we give him some substances? Uh, He'll need it against Aaron Donald. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give, him, give him drugs. Give him drugs. Give him, give him all the steroids. <laughs> yes, all of them. 2017 seventh-round pick from Baylor. All right, never heard of the guy. But um, – Okay, <laughs> but I get back to the question though. Are you guys worried about this? 
are you are you worried about the receiving core? Sounds like Amadi might be back. Do you think? Do you think that maybe the Seahawks can get it together in time to stop these guys? You know, I think that it's going to be a matter of I, I don't, I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care which quarterback and receiving core you put out there. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, you know, you're going to be, we're going to be gritting our teeth, you know, watching um, the opposing offense on the field. Um, I, I think it's going to be a matter of making the opportunistic play. I think that's yeah. just who we are at this point. Um, when when the offense does make a mistake, which undoubtedly they will at some point. Um, yeah, you, you, you got to figure uh, an offense is, is, is good for a few mistakes a game at the very least. We've got to be able to capitalize on them. And if we can capitalize on those mistakes, you know, if, if the ball is fumbled, we got to jump on it. If a ball is tipped, we've got to, somebody's got to grab it and catch it. If, you know, if a quarterback throws the ball late, we've yeah. got to grab it, you know, like DJ Reed did against Frisco. Um, you know, we've, we, you know, we've, we've got to make, those plays the way if somebody comes around the corner and gets their hands on the quarterback you gotta take them down those you get you, we have to capitalize on the opportunities um and that will be what gets us gives us just enough of a leg up to uh you know to beat to beat the the rams and, and any other team for that matter is it you gotta be opportunistic and and carry that over to special teams no more you you have it within you to not give up 50 yard kick returns you know, right. that is, that is an area of the game that we're supposed to be good at and, you know, make, you know, if we can win special teams in offense, then like you said, just get that occasional fumble recovery, get that occasional timely, you know, th- third down and long, stop it, you know, and the offense right. will make up the rest. Even like you, like you guys said, even with four turnovers, we scored 34 points. You're telling me we can't win with 34 points. <laughs> like exactly. you should win every game that you play if you score more than 30 points. Um, right. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically. Our last question on the Rams. The last question on the Rams here. Uh, there are two guys who I know for our listeners out there, they may have never heard of these guys, um, but maybe they should watch the matchup between cornerback uh, Jalen Ramsey of the Rams and wide receiver DK Metcalf. Metcalf. Have you guys heard of these I guys? I heard about that. Oh, okay. okay. I, the name rings a bell. Uh, <laughs> I've heard he's adequate. Didn't he play for the Chicago uh, Bears about 17 years ago? <laughs> no, that was Eric. Matt. Eric. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> who was his dad? By the, who was his dad, by the way? Yep. Oh, really? Okay. And I, I believe, and right. I believe uh, he is of no relation to the Metcalf from uh, the Cleveland Browns back in the eighties because he constantly is, is Eric Metcalf's son. No, DK uh, Metcalf is the son of an offensive lineman from the bears. I forget his first name, but he is of oh. no, re- no relation to the Metcalf from the Browns back in the eighties. Oh, son of former NFL guard Terrence Metcalf. Terrence Metcalf. Terrence there you Metcalf. go. Okay. Uh, Eric Metcalf must be the Cleveland Browns guy, but um, yeah, he was a was a receiver as well. Anyway, uh, so this is the mar- this is the marquee matchup of the of the whole NFL, I bet, right? Yeah, I mean Ramsey's you know top five rated usually uh, guy, and and Metcalf's 
been on top of the world this year. Yeah, it should be should be interesting to watch. I think uh, the reality is is that Lockett's going to have a good day then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I hope so that's I true. Say, I'm, I'm not at all. I'm not really at all worried about um, going up against any um, <clears throat> formidable uh, defense. You know, secondary um, because you know, typically speaking, you don't have two lockdown corners uh, on the outside on, on any team. I don't know of any team that, that has two, two true lockdown corners on the field at the same time. Um, usually just one. And, and we, we you know, we show, we, we, sh- we showed in impressive fashion against New England that DK Metcalf can handle, um, you know, your number one corner. Um, and uh, in the, in the, they, if they want to scheme out one or the other, the other will, will, will have his day. So, um, I go into that, um, you know, feeling quite confident. Like whichever one you want to take away, the other one's going to play. So um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not going to lose any sleep between now and Sunday morning on that. Well, especially because Schottenheimer has opened the playbook this year and has actually discovered, because I, I think it's called screen passes and and, <laughs> and short short passes, passes that apparently are less than ten yards, quick little slants. I think they're called. Um, things, things that Russell Wilson never, ever, 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 ever threw before. It was always, you know, <laughs> a quick little dump off because he had to get rid of it because the pocket was going or he was way out of the pocket and on the bootleg or something like that. Or it was 45 yards downfield, you know, low percentage pass play. This year, all of a sudden he's making those little short dump passes that are, you know, can pick defenses apart. And so you might see a bunch more of those as he's dodging Mr. Donald. <laughs> uh, just dumping it over Donald's head. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm excited about I'm excited about the team that we have. I would say it hasn't been since 1989 that a Seahawks team had had two receivers of this caliber. And I'm not even certain that you can say that Brian Blades and Steve Largent were of the same caliber if you add the two to, together. Um, granted they played in a different era, but you know, yeah, that, that's different era. That's different the style. only wide receiver combination in history for the Seahawks that I can think of that even comes close. You want to, you want to talk comparisons for different era. I mentioned this earlier this week, Joe Flacco passed Joe Montana on the all time passing yards list this week, this last week, Joe Flacco, <laughs> Joe Flacco. Oh. Mr. P- Mr. Mundane pedestrian quarterback. You mean who just had a long year? He's been he's won a Super Bowl, and to his credit, that's that's wonderful. Wait, two Super but Bowls? Does, no, I've only one. Oh, that's right. Uh, Ex Seahawks guy won the first one for the Ra- uh, Ravens. Gilford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilford. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, to his to his credit, Flacco's won a Super Bowl. He's got some accomplishments. He's he led a lot of really good teams. But Joe Flacco passed Joe Montana, who, in my opinion, is the greatest of all time. Above Brady, but anyway, what? It's a different era, is one of my points. <laughs> That's a fight for a different day. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I, I heard the what, and we'll have to address that another time. <laughs> what, what are you guys' predictions for? <laughs> what are your predictions for the game on Sunday? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that Seattle continues on offense. Uh, the way they have hopefully less a few turnovers um, uh, but we're going to go ahead and continue scoring 30 plus points um, I'm going to say uh, we will put up 30 38 
um, this week. No, 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 that's a little too high. That's that's a little too high. I'm gonna say it's 31. It's probably better. 31. Um, uh, 20, 31, 24, something like that. Okay. With the Seahawks win, right? Uh, uh, yeah, with, yeah, with Seahawks, Seahawks yeah, yeah. being on top. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say Seahawks 35, Rams 28. I thought you were only going to get the Seahawks score. <laughs> No, no, I was, I was, I was getting to it. <laughs> you gotta give me a second. I was getting to it. Uh, yeah, Rams twenty-eight, um, and uh, I think, I think we win because uh, you know, I mean, they lost to the Dolphins. I mean, come on. Yeah. Although that was the that Dolphins. Was Fitz Magic. That the, was the Dolphins intentionally benching Fitzmagic. The the five and three Dolphins, by the way. Yeah, because they benched <laughs> Fitzmagic for no reason. Um. Anyway, anyway, I'm still I'm bitter. I'm bitter on his behalf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Rams defeat our Seattle Seahawks, uh-huh. and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be another dorky game like this where it's gonna be like 35, 34 Rams where we can't get a stop when it really matters. And that I want to be wrong, guys. I want to come back next Thursday on this show. And I want you guys to tell me, yep, you had it wrong for a change, because usually I'm right. And okay. <laughs> I, I I just saw, you know, Jamal Adams on the sidelines last week, and he's like jumping up and down and screaming. And I'm like thinking to myself, oh no, it's it's unraveling. And again, that's why I think like somebody's gotta go. Somebody heads have got to roll because this is just not this is not playing out properly. This is not gonna play out um but you know maybe maybe it's just a pep talk by Pete Carroll I don't know what it is something's got to change or otherwise it's every week it's going to be high scoring and whoever's got the ball last basically wins yeah and you know frustrations are going to happen when you know when things aren't aren't working well I'm not too uh upset about that and in, in, in a way I'm kind of I'm you know I saw that you know that Jamal Adams and you know and Pete Carroll kind of going at each other a little bit or I well, was more like Adams going at Pete it looked like but yeah uh, <laughs> but um but yeah no I mean in, in some ways that's a good thing you know you want to see fire you want to you know you want to see you want to see you know, people looking upset and angry when things aren't going the way they're supposed to you don't want to see complacency when you know with 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 you know, with ineptitude, you don't want that. I mean, that's how you know the game's over, you know? So, um, I, I I think that that's okay. Um, so I'm not too worried about that, but, um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on you being wrong in this one. Abe. (laughs) Uh, If for no no other reason than, uh, then typically we don't lose multiple games in a row. You know, we might drop a game, um, you know, but we don't often drop multiple games in a row and, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to hang my head on, hang my hat on that one. I believe it's only happened once during the Russell Wilson era. Yeah. That's losing, a losing, right. Losing yeah. back-to-back games. Yeah. Back-to-back so that's a good, games, right. that's a good, it's a good take. All right, guys, we're heading towards the end of the show here. I just want to go ahead and give you a chance to give a shout out. Why don't you give out a shout, shout out first, Rob? Let's see. Shout out. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I think I shouted her out last week or the week before, but I'm going to shout out uh, my <laughs> my uh, five-year-old, um, Aubrey, 
Um, she's getting married on Sunday. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Five years. Okay. Yes. That's, so, that's, so that you know, she's advanced for her age. Yeah. Right. You know, well, you know, these kids, they grew, they grew up fast and faster, but, uh, really you know, do. So yeah. do I need to call she, child protection she, services? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she's had a, um, imaginary boyfriend named Jimmy, um, for, for some time now. Um, I still, I, I still yet to meet Jimmy. And when I do, I've got some serious questions for him. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and um, a shot and yeah, a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll be above, you know, I, I like it to the, uh, to the, to that scene from bad boys too. Oh, but, I um, love that scene. I love yeah, that scene. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, yeah, so it, it, it is, it is a little bit, uh, unnerving, you know, that I'm going to be, uh, you know, that I haven't met the guy yet, but, uh, you know, I have to give him, give it, give my daughter away to him on Sunday, but. Um, yeah, my, my uh, daughter, she, she told, she told myself, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and my, uh, uh, my girlfriend that, you know, yeah, we, you know, I'm getting married, uh, in five days and that was a couple days ago. So, uh, that, that ends up, uh, being Sunday. So, um, we've got some wedding planning to do. All right. At least you didn't know. <laughs> like yeah. That's <laughs> short notice. Yeah. Matt, new shout outs? Uh, no, not really. Um, I probably should have thought of one, but I, I didn't. I was too busy <laughs> worrying about your your impending wedding there. You, you don't want to shut out. You don't want to shut out Brian Solak or anything. Mister Solak, we we missed him tonight. Uh, we we know why he's gone, but you know it's it's a personal personal reasons. Uh, but uh, we 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 hope to have you back next week. And uh, yeah, great. You and <laughs> and uh, for for my shout outs, uh, I'm going to be the one that says this week. Shout out to small business, small businesses, you know, uh, around the country, especially minor league baseball teams. Those dang bastards at major oh. league baseball are trying to collapse as many teams as they can because they're more interested in the money than they are actually in communities, investing in communities. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, um, this Christmas holiday, consider buying some merch from your local minor league baseball team. Um, but I want to thank everybody. For, oh. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, your, your local Everett Aqua Sox uh, here, they actually have a brand new jersey that they're promotion that they're selling to, to, uh, for Masters. It's a new Aqua Sox jersey that looks like on the front, it looks like a golf uh, um, polo shirt with the, pa- the pattern. <laughs> it's, it's Aqua Sox colors. It looks ridiculous, but I love it. So buy one. All right. Well, thank you, Matt Page, and thank you, <laughs> Rob English, the Soul Cal Seahawk, for joining me, Abraham Deweese, this week on the Seattle Sports Union podcast. Check out all our great articles on seattlesportsunion.com. Check us out on Facebook at Seattle Sports Union and on Twitter at Seattle Sports U. Check out all these great podcasts on iTunes, on Spotify, and on Podbean. See you guys later. Go on.